0: There are many perks to opening a new smart checking account at Royal Credit Union, including no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and a $250 bonus. Getting your $250 is easy. Open your account online or at any Royal office, receive two payroll direct deposits, and you'll get $250 in your savings account. See offer details and exclusions and open your account today at rcu.org
1: slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA.
0: Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at SodaStick. Don't forget to add code Beauties at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases.
2: At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated. Fairmont Kentucky. hello
0: everybody hello what's up we're back we are doing our best hockey hair intro because drum roll please kirsten actually don't Kirsten because you're terrible at the drum rolls you're terrible at them i'm trying Uh, to do it one-handed
2: give me some credit some
0: credit hockey hair intro today in case you're listening only we did a flip we did a flex we did a hi mom in the camera because it's state tournament time boys state tournament kicks off with class a on Wednesday class double a on Thursday, uh, big showdowns on Friday and Saturday. Kirsten and I will be at the expo on Friday, Saturday, come stop by the booth. See us. We got some good guests lined up. You're not going to want to miss out. Uh, Kirsten state hockey tourney time. Just jacked.
2: I am excited. I mean, for somebody who has absolutely zero ties to the state hockey tournament, pretty much year in year out. Now that I live up in the twin cities, especially, I feel like not only am I learning the culture up here a little bit better, (laughs) just being immersed in it, but it's just, for whatever reason, I'm getting more and more excited about it. And plus, whether you have any ties to the state tournament or not, it is just freaking fun to be at. I mean, it's true. I always feel like, a little weird cheering so
0: hard and going so hard for high school teams, right? Like, cause it just, but it's part of what we do. It's part of our culture, whether you have ties or not uh, good news for everybody here. I still have a tie, uh, as the Matamidi Zephyrs return to the state tournament once again, they get the number three seed in class A. They went 28 and 0 this season. Uh, they'll face Alexandria at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. Hopefully, they advance so I get to wear my Letterman jacket.
2: Pull that Everyone, out. Everyone, I am going to apologize for Jessie in advance because she is basically saying she's going to be unbearable to be around all weekend at the state tournament. And lucky for me, I will be around her the entire time. So. I mean,
0: some might argue I'm unbearable regardless, but like, yeah, this just takes it to a whole new level. Uh, You know, I, we got Lou Nanny joining us in the second half. We're going to talk all things state tournament with him. But Kirsten, I'm going to give a rundown of the classes of the first games. And then I want to get maybe some predictions going here, right? Okay, yeah. Little little side bets. Maybe we'll bet a beer or something like that, right? Ooh, <laughs> so, ooh yes. The Expo serves beer, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget. Um, all right. In class A, which again kicks off on Wednesday at the X, the 11 a.m. game is number two, Hermantown versus Laverne. The 1 p.m. game, as I mentioned, number three, Gozef's versus Alexandria. At six, you got number one War Road, who only lost one game, which I believe was in overtime here. They went 27-0-1. They take on St. Cloud Cathedral, and your 8 p.m. game is number four Orno versus number five Northfield. Out of class A and out of those teams, who do you like taking the title?
2: Man. I don't know. I I see Hermantown obviously doing well. War Road, they've been. I just don't even know what to say about War Road. They've been just so good. And I think even saying that is putting it lightly. Um, man, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be good. You have to pick one. It's I'm gonna say cool War Road. Bed. I'm gonna say War Road.
0: I mean, that's the easy selection, but I'll give it to you because I would agree. As much as my heart's like, go Motemidi, it's gonna that's gonna be tough. It's not been a fantastic year for the Zef's. I mean, they're still pretty solid, uh, but War Road is quite easily the best team in the state. And that goes across A and AA. They are just so good this year. They beat the AA Wayzettas and the Minnetonkas. I mean, they have gone up against those big boys that we will get to here next and they've defeated them. So really you'd argue that they are the best team in the state. So I think that's going to be a tough one. I'm also curious to see how Orno does. I've heard some rumblings uh, that they're pretty solid too. And given they're coming in at number four, I'd be curious to see if they kind of surprise some people. That's what's great about the tourney so curse and i are both going war road out of class a
2: lets i will him- say though Northfield, from what i've heard or like at least little bits i've seen on social media for like game recaps and whatnot yeah it'll be interesting to see okay i'm not saying that they're gonna win yeah um i don't i'm not do you saying you think that they at could all get out of the first round for sure i yeah. definitely do
0: i mean four and five that's always a fun time it's a good Good time. Uh, moving on to class AA, a which kicks off on Thursday then in St. Paul, you've got the 11 a.m. game number two, Maple Grove versus cretin Durham Hall, 1 p.m. number three, Edina versus the Spuds of Moorhead, 6 p.m. number one, Minnetonka versus Hill Murray, and at eight, number four, Andover versus Lakeville South. Again, heavy hitters in this. I mean, Hill Murray was supposed to have an off year. They defeated Gentry Academy in the sections, which I think everybody in the state cheered for him. Nobody cheers for the pioneers that hard unless they're going up against Gentry is my prediction. Um, I have heard Minnetonka obviously is phenomenal, but again, Andover, I think Andover boys and girls program similar to war road boys and girls programs this year just had really tremendous seasons. So that number four team, I don't know. I kind of like it, but your gut says the skippers, right? I'm kind of going with Andover. Okay. I'm going with Andover here. All right, so you're taking Andover for the title. I'll go...
2: That's See, I'm boring. That's boring. That you picked Minnetonka? Yeah. I don't think it's boring. Um, Predictable. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes that is the way... It be like that sometimes, yep. Yep. quite it honestly. Be, it be
0: like that. It be like that. I'm going Minnetonka Skippers. We'll see who Ray right? Kirsten's taking the Andover Huskies. Uh, should be a good time. As we alluded to earlier, we will be out at the expo on Friday and Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. each day, going until the end, which I believe is 6 p.m. Friday, uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday. So, still time to catch those late night games on each of those days. Uh, we've got guests stopping by Audra Martin's going to swing through Devin Dubnik's stopping in um, and we'll release a list of other guests coming through, but it should be a fun time talking hockey, doing a live broadcast. Shout out to let's play hockey for all that they do putting into the expo. Let's shift gears. Cause again, we will talk more state tourney with the legend that is Lou nanny coming up in our next segment. Um, Minnesota wild Kirsten. They make their additions. We don't need to dive into the trades. We did that in case you guys missed it on trade deadline day. We have a recap, go back, check it out on YouTube and Instagram live, um, Minnesota eight Oh, and one in their, le- in their nine game point streak four straight. And again, they are winning games like play the tape back. Like they should be very defensively, very stingy, not allowing much Philip Gustafson, his second career shutout in Calgary, uh, with a three zero win There, This is a team that is making you more comfortable to say they're playoff bound, right?
2: I mean, who would have thought they'd be where they currently are sitting right now based on how the season's gone? Not me. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be real here. I, I had been going back and forth like hitting the alarm, like sounding off and then kind of backtracking tail between my legs a little bit. So now where we are sitting and Jesse, I said this to you when we went live on Instagram at Trade Deadline on Friday. I'm very confident that the Minnesota Wild will remain. At this point, I don't even think that they're going to take the wild card spot. I think that they're just going to take just a solid, no questions asked, playoff spot. And also, just based on the state of the Western Conference as a whole right now, they, I think the way if they continue to play the way they are, I could potentially see them getting out of the first round this year. And that is a completely different tune than what I said at the start of the season, but also too, I just think it's how the West has gone as a whole. So I'm not sitting here saying that the wild are fantastic. We've got such a great team. That's how they're going to make a push. No, I just think the West as a whole, I have no idea what's going on. The West sucks
0: as a whole is basically what you're saying. Cause it is, and it's been like that most of this year, it's very top heavy and then very bottom heavy as it sits. So you're right. I mean, I guess there's more confidence that that's a possibility. I mean, especially if Minnesota continues to play with the confidence that they have. And I think that confidence comes in, by way of Philip Gustafson, um, for sure. Right. I mean, even Marc Andre Fleury has played better, but they're giving Gus the net. And I think that's what they need to do as it sits right now on Sunday, Minnesota is currently just three points behind Dallas for the number one spot in the central, as well as sitting, uh, four points ahead of the Winnipeg jets Obviously, you still have Colorado coming. They're making a push. They've got 73 points to uh, Winnipeg, 74 for that third spot there, and second in the wild card. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you look at Nashville blowing up their team, Calgary, that's a huge loss that Minnesota decided to them the other night. St. Louis blew things up. Vancouver blew things up. Arizona is who they are. And I mean, the bottom is the bottom. Like, you just it's it's great. that's that's tough, but that also makes the wild card spot that much more interesting, I suppose too
2: for sure. I think the only thing that makes me nervous is Colorado. Mm-hmm. They're not as much of a threat as I anticipated at the start of the year. I believe in our predictions, I said they'd return to the Stanley Cup final. I don't remember if I said that they'd go back to back. I think I did. I um you guys did. can roll the tape on that. um, but I believe. They're much healthier of a team than they were in the thick of the season. And I think now, especially correct me if I'm wrong. Kale McCarr is fully back. Um, That's a huge, not addition to the team, but that's just huge in general for Colorado. He's back. So a healthy Colorado team scares me. Of course.
0: And I think, I mean, that's, you all knew that once they got healthy, they were going to be fine. They were still going to be Colorado. So, I mean, they're, resurgence, if you will, is not shocking at all because that's just what it does. I mean, they're going to get healthy at the right time to make this final push without question. Um, you know, final thing on the Minnesota wild, before we get to our guest Lou Nanny, who we will also talk wild with, don't you worry. Um, but you know, you look at the additions that they made in Oscar Sundquist, in Marcus Johansson, in John Klingberg and in, uh, Philip Erks. Oh my goodness. No. Gustav Nyquist. I got it. Got it's, it. They're hard names. Blink.
2: They're it's hard new names. names.
0: It's, you know, it's just what Minna it is. Sweden. Oh, Minnesota, We love it. Um, no, and, uh, Gustav Nyquist. Who do you think is going to fit in kind of the best? We've seen two games from Marcus Johansson. We've only seen one from John Klingberg. You expect Oscar Sunquist to slot in come Tuesday against the Calgary Flames. Gustav Nyquist. They're not in any rush to get him back. We'll see when that might be, but in general, who do you think? And Johansson scored the other night. So that's something to add to his bean pot.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, right? We've, we've gotten a glimpse of hopefully what we can expect from these new guys. I was happy with how Klingberg just kind of came in. Um, Also Johansson not missing a step since he has returned to Minnesota. Um, But I think that's huge. And especially Klingberg having potentially had kind of a rough time in his career in Anaheim. Maybe I'm buying in a little bit as well now that he's here thinking he will definitely be a better fit in Minnesota. Um, again, it's really early to say also though with Nyquist, I just think based on the rumblings and it's probably like that sexy idea to have because he's still not playing. So you have those high hopes, that he's going to be a huge contribution to the Wild, and he's going to live up to the hype of being a great acquisition at the deadline. So uh, arguably, I'm going to kind of play a little bit of a different role and just say Nyquist because I think Mm. people are building up this idea and these hopes of what he can be for us.
0: He for sure, I think, is the one with the most potential and the most pure talent without question. Once he's healthy, that's going to be huge. So I would agree with that. I think he was the one that, really moved my needle the most out of all of the uh the additions and John Klingberg because I think you're gonna get Dallas John Klingberg, which was a top four defenseman without question. I think you pair him with Jonas Brodeen, who can cover up any of those defensive mistakes and you're golden. Like I'm just really excited about that. And I hate like all the knock that people are immediately giving him. Like give him a shot. Like let him do his thing out there. Yes, he was stuck in Anaheim but I just feel like he could maybe refine his career and show everybody why he was such a highly touted defenseman. And again, getting these guys for as cheap as he did, none of it's bad. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I mean, it's, you didn't sell the farm to acquire any of them. I mean, that's why people questioning the Gustav Nyquist situation, even still days later they're Well, why would we get a guy that's start? Why? Because you paid nothing for him. He's a guy that normally would go for a first round or a second rounder, much more than what you did for him. So why not do a risk again? He's a UFA, just like the rest of them. So if it doesn't work by Sia, you didn't miss out on anything, but I do. I mean, he excites me the most. And then I'm all on Klingberg. I think this is going to be uh, a resurgence in his career here with the Minnesota wild. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what could happen again. They're playing good hockey.
2: I mean, another kind of random thought that just came across my mind too, is again, we've talked about just how a change of scenery can do these players well. So granted when you're playing for flip-flop worst team in the entire national hockey league, second to worst team, which this season unfortunately is Anaheim take that with a grain of salt. I guess it doesn't come down to one player. So Mm -hmm. just I'm trying to not look too heavily into his time in Anaheim. I think he can only go up here in Minnesota, but also when you look at when Minnesota traded Nick Bugstead, he was in Arizona kind of re-picked up his career, and now is in Edmonton. So it was yeah, I was going to say, of, he
0: moved right at the deadline.
2: Yeah, yep, he's in old. Edmonton now. Nice. But in uh, Arizona, like, look at his stats. This season, he's having a much better season than he has the last few years. And he was even quoted saying, like, Arizona, thank you. Like, you helped me refine my game. So maybe that'll be kind of a Klingberg situation here.
0: I mean, that's all about just giving them the opportunity, Philip. Goss, you could point to a dozen players that it's like, well, they were shit somewhere else, but that's because they didn't have the minutes they weren't given the, the line mates. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch again, Minnesota wild heading down the stretch are going to be a shutdown stingy defensive team. You're not going to be scoring goals. Still would like to see more goals from guys other than Kirill Kaprizov, but very nice to see Matt Boldy get his first in freaking forever. I don't even know how long that was. Um, you know, do you think that they're going to pick up the pace in scoring at all? Do you think it matters? Like personally, As boring as these games are, I don't care, I guess, if they're not scoring as long as they're shutting the team out.
2: I mean, I think they have to. You have to pick it up. It can't just be Kirill Kaprizov every single night. I mean, as much as we know he can do that, it shouldn't be just Kirill all the time. So especially when you have a Matt Boldy who's just signed that huge contract, like he's got to do his part as well. So Mm -hmm. there is pressure that comes with signing those big deals, but the wild it's not that they don't have scorers. They do. They have to just find their way, figure out how to make that work. So especially heading into this time of the year and Bill Guerin making the moves that he did at the deadline, that expectation is very evident. Like we're still here to win. We might be in a tough situation this year and the next two years, but we're still going to put forth our best foot. So I think you absolutely have to find a way to score.
0: I mean, I'm like the Kirill Kaprizov. You're maybe Matt Zuccarello. Fred is buried on the fourth line somewhere. I won't say a name, but that's probably what he is. So Fred's fired again. Uh, welcome <laughs> back again. This is Down Beauties. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Lou Nanny to talk more Minnesota Wild, as well as Boys State High School Tournament. Stay tuned. <laughs> joining us now a man who needs no introduction especially around state tournament time Mr. Lou Nanny. Lou how are you?
1: Very well thank you.
0: Are you ready for this week? Is this the highlight of your year? I mean I know you're doing a hundred different things all the time mostly within hockey but where does the state tournament rank for you when it comes to uh, the yearly duties?
1: Well it's uh, as good as it gets you know I've been doing it for a long time this will be 59 years since I started, I just missed a couple of years in there, but uh, every year I look forward to it because every year is a new thing. It's, it's always exciting and interesting because it's so unpredictable.
0: I was going to say the field has been set. Any favorites? I won't ask you the straight up prediction necessarily, but any favorites, any teams that you think folks should really be keeping an eye on in both class AA and class A?
1: Well, I think Minnetonka has got to be a favorite, but I know uh, a lot of people are very high in Maple Grove. So Mm. they've been, and and also when you look at it, Andover. So it's going to be interesting as it is every year. You never know these one game playoffs. So I don't really go by favorites because I've seen too many of them knocked off.
0: (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, You know, within the years, obviously people might forget that the state tournament used to be just one single class. And as of late, I've heard rumblings and discussions like, oh, should they go back to having just this team? What are your thoughts on that as far as how the field's set up? Obviously, the current situation with Double A and A allows for more teams to participate, which is always exciting.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And a lot of those teams, you know, have, have really developed. When you look at where single A has come from, where it was, it's unbelievable. I frankly believe that Warworld's probably the best team in the state. And they're in yeah. Sierra Leone. and, and uh, maybe the next best could be Hermantown. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's exciting for both, uh, divisions to have teams that powerful, that good. And it, as you said, gives many more kids a chance to play. And so now it, it definitely has served its purpose.
0: More importantly, I got to ask you about I'm my alma mater, the Matamide Zephyrs. What do you, how do you think they're going to do? It's been a little bit shaky for them this season. I watched them at hockey day not a great outcome how do you think they might do
1: well the outcome wasn't great in hockey i, I worked that game but they played very well they could have yep. won that game you know when you get right down to the score it really is misleading because of the two goals at the end they uh they their power play wasn't as effective as it could have been they could have changed the whole game but they definitely played uh, an even game with Hermantown and, and they could be a surprise in here they they have proven to be a, a very tough opponent for years now, they even won once and uh, they, they got a good quality team.
0: Yeah, good. So count it, guys. Lou Nanny says, Matamita is good. You guys should all cheer for them as well during the class eight tournament. Mm. Uh, you know, Lou, I think the best thing about high school hockey here in Minnesota is it's just the culmination of that Minnesota model. It's where kids put on that jersey for their community. They're not just representing their school. They're representing their community. You being a Canadian, but obviously the well-adopted son here in Minnesota. Um, how special is that truly to have this community-based model and to play for the same kind of team and talent throughout your entire career?
1: Well, if you ask the kids that played in the tournament, uh, it's been the highlight of their sports life, essentially. And it and, uh, doesn't matter where they play afterwards, they still refer back to what a great great experience was playing the state tournament. So uh, the state of Minnesota has got to be very proud that kids from all over the state get a chance to come down and play in a state tournament and, and really have a very special uh, event that they can cherish for the rest of their life.
0: As a bet, this is Kirsten, by the way, Kirsten, thanks for joining Lou, Kirsten, Kirsten, Lou. Hi, Lou. Sorry, I had to let the dog out really quick, but I'm here now. (laughs) It's great to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you. Thank you.
0: I know we've talked about it before, Lou. But how special was it to watch your own family come up and play for their teams, and to be able to to call that and see them celebrated on such a, a big stage when they were in the high school tournament?
1: Well, I said I had the occasion to broadcast the Olympics uh, on the radio. Uh, I did the NHL for Hockey Night in Canada for CBS, ABC. I worked the state tournament. I did the espn college championships and uh, i've had occasion to do this since 1964 so of all those things the best experience i had is broadcasting and have my my son and my grandsons playing the tournament and doing those games
0: that's got to be something crazy do they have the same highlight memories there as well
1: well i, I don't know i don't ask them but i'm sure they do <laughs> <laughs> uh anytime you play in the state tournament it's really uh as I said, a tremendous experience and then to each of those three won the state championship. So it's gotta be, uh, you know, pilots of their career too.
2: And from all the years of having seen the state tournament and been there, been a part of it, um, you've had to have come across some really great hockey hair. What is there? Any ones that has stood out to you?
1: Well, if you look at mine, you see, I don't have very much. So I really don't get (laughs) tied up in hockey hair. I'd only be envious if I did, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, whenever we announce the teams at the beginning of the game for the beginning of their tournament, uh, we get to see all their different haircuts and colors and it is, it is interesting.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I say blue, I think you have a good head of hair, frankly. I think that runs in your family. Like you look at all the grandkids too, that we see coming, coming through. They all have pretty good hair. That's gotta be a genetic trait.
1: Well, they have it, but I don't have a lot on top. So. <laughs> they took some of my hair on top and ran with it.
0: Yeah. You know, when again, we're talking state tournament tournament, excuse me, with Lou Nanny. Um, Lou, just in addition to the on ice play, like you had said, any team can beat any team on, on any given night. But what's your other favorite aspect? Is it the expo? Is it the cities coming in? What are some of your other favorite moments? And I know you're busy broadcasting during the time, so I'm not sure how much you've taken in. But what are some of your other favorite off ice things happening around tourney time?
1: The band. I love the bands. <laughs> <laughs> I love music. I love the way the, and I, I, I love the interaction between the, uh, student bodies, uh, yeah. you know, the, and the cheering from both of those. I think those are my most fun experiences.
0: Who's got the I best think- band.
1: I don't know. I, I think they're so good. I can't tell. I, I wish I could. I'm not that good of a musician, but they all sound good to me. I really enjoy seeing them come in. I enjoy the songs they play. I, I uh, I really, I've always liked bands. Just when I go to a football game, I just love the marching bands, you know, so it's a a thrill for me to see them.
2: And you mentioned the student sections. I think that's important because schools are very passionate about the fans that they bring in and how loud they can get at games. Is there a student section that you've seen that's kind of stood out in your mind or just a school who brings it year in and year out?
1: Not one because every year it's different, What they come with the, the, uh, the outfits that they have on the, you know, the signs that they have, uh, we always pan the crowd. We have, you know, certain things uh, that we do with, uh, individuals that relate to the crowd. It's not me, but we have, uh, some of the other guys doing that, but I get to see what's on the camera. And it's interesting to see, you know, how the fans are reacting, how they're dressing, how they're cheering, uh, some of the signs they have. It's, uh, It's part of the whole atmosphere. That's what makes the entertainment and the hockey so exciting. It's because of the, the vibrancy in, in, in the building itself.
0: What's the most memorable game? I have an idea, but what has, I mean, you had mentioned obviously watching your kids, but aside from relations, bloodlines, what's been the most memorable game that you have watched during the state tournament?
1: Well, it was the Apple Valley Duluth East game, Mm -hmm. you know, the five overtime game, which, uh, was incredible game. We didn't have instant replay there. Uh, I, I still think that Duluth, that shot really went in. <laughs> I thought Duluth had what it. They, they, they see it hit the post, and Apple Valley came down on one. But uh, from my vantage point, I, I thought that puck had gone in and that's so I was surprised it continued. But those two teams were great. And the fact that Apple Valley was able to play that longer a game and come out and win a state tournament after that was another really, uh, you know, I, I thought, a tremendous feat. and. Uh, and I imagine Duluth would have been able to do the same thing. They had two great teams there. You know, there've been a lot of good uh, teams from up north, and Duluth East has had many of them. Mm-hmm. And This
2: week, on a personal note, you were inducted into the Star Tribune Hall of Fame. How much of an honor was that for you?
1: That was uh, really a big honor for me. I was very excited to get that award, and I, I you know, I appreciate it. It, it was uh, something very special in my life.
0: Have you ever recognized kind of the impact that you've made here in Minnesota? I mean, we could go on and on about all the things that you've accomplished. And and like I said, you're, you're a Canadian kid that has just really become a part of the fabric here, especially on the hockey side of things. Has that ever, has that resonated yet with you? Have you thought about that? I mean, at all?
1: I, no, I haven't. I, I don't think about it. I just do what I, I, <laughs> I think, you know, would be worthwhile for hockey, worthwhile for the state, worthwhile, you know, for teams. And I don't, I don't think about that. or consider that and I don't even know what it means. I just, you know, I, I have an idea of what I'd like to see done and I do it.
0: I mean, ultimately I think it just means you're a badass and that we adore you here. You're in Minnesota (laughs) treasure Lou. Let's lift you up for you.
1: Well, I've been here for so long, you know, I became a naturalized citizen in 1967. I came here in 1959. So, uh, I never left, so I've been, uh, you know, I was, I was a Canadian for 18 years and, and then moved down here and then I became an American. So uh, in those days, you couldn't have dual citizenship. You had to choose, and I chose to be an American. Uh, now, since that time, they've allowed you to have dual citizenship. But I I don't have it. You know, my wife has it, but I I don't. (laughs) uh, You know, I I made my choice in 67 and I'm very happy with it.
0: Is that blasphemy for Canadians to choose America? I imagine there's not many. Well,
1: Well, you know, you got to think about it. There's Americans that have moved to other countries and choose to maybe be a Canadian, whatever it is. I I just felt that uh, at that time I was going to stay here. My, our children were all born here. They were all American. Um, I was going to spend my life here. I wanted to be able to, you know, have a voice in how things are run, so you can only only do that by voting. I couldn't vote unless I was American, and I didn't have any plans of ever moving back to Canada, and everything I've been able to accomplish, and any success I had, and any, any you know, any money that I earned was all the u.s so i just you know i only think that's right that i'd be a citizen here Mm
2: -hmm. definitely um well completely pivoting i was trying to pull a jesse and think of a really good segue but there really wasn't one for me (laughs) too early in the morning for me to be creative but let's take a moment to talk some wild hockey now um first off just getting into it wild more active than I think people anticipated at the trade deadline. Lou, what do you think of the moves that the Wild recently made this past week?
1: Oh, I, I think they've really helped themselves just like they did last year going into the playoffs. I think the moves that Billy Guerin made last year were really consequential, even though they didn't win the first round. I I think you were very capable of doing that. I think they they just got out goaltended. Uh and this year I, I was I'm very pleased, and I watched uh, the game last night against Calgary on top of it and uh, saw some of the newcomers play, which I'm familiar with. I mean, Johansen was here before, and I've seen a lot of Klingberg, and, uh, and the other two that haven't gotten a lineup yet, like Ny- Nyquist Zurt, and Zunquist, they're another couple of good additions, so I'm, I'm really pleased with what he's done.
0: You said the magic word goaltender, just how good has Philip Gustafson been? And is that been a surprise to you? I know for me when they made that trade one for one with Cam Talbot, I was like, well, you know, he's a backup to Marc Andre Fleury. This is Marc Andre Fleury's net yada yada. But Philip Gustafson has said, nah, this is my net right now. Uh,
1: Let me tell you this. He's a surprise to everybody and don't (laughs) let anybody kid you. And, And if you lie, if you looked at the first couple of weeks, everybody was expecting, well, what are we going to do in goal here? Because here Fleury didn't start very well. But since that time, he's been out of this world. And, uh, I mean, this guy is really have given the the wild players themselves a lot of confidence. They feel they can win any game. And and Fleury's improved his game since then. But Gustafson overall has been even better. And... and, uh, uh, you look at the statistics, and he's right up there with the best in the league. So, in mm-hmm. statistics, don't lie, he, he's doing a long period of time. This guy, every night I watch, just like last night, he won the game last night by being able to make that save at the full in breakaway. And then uh, he had a couple of point blank shots in the first period, he made big saves. The guy's been terrific.
0: Mm -hmm. I hadn't realized this. It's the first wild goaltender to shut out Calgary since Devin Dubnik back in 2019. So I had not like, that's a feat in of itself. Lou, do you think that this changes the approach that Minnesota might have to goaltending now that Gus has done so well, he's affordable. Obviously you have Jesper Belstead down in Iowa. Mark Andre Fleury has the option to play next year or not. Do you think that changes any direction or is it something that obviously postseason will have to be looked at closer?
1: No, I think he's. They're going to probably, uh, well, instead, down on the minors for another year to develop, yeah. and let Flurry finish out his contract, and then uh, they can have. If Gustafson continues to play that way, then they've got themselves set up for a long time because he's very young, and so is their goaltender. in Iowa was even younger, so uh, y- you hope that that's a situation because there's no better place than a team. You'd rather be real set and goaltending because that's the most important position there is. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, Lou, one last question for you, and it's a big one. How do you think the Minnesota Wild are going to end this season?
1: I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll win at least one round and maybe two. And uh, I, I, I see that because, in my mind, Klingberg was really a big addition on defense. I think that's what they really needed above everything, and uh, he gives them puck moving ability plus size, and uh, and their defense now is deeper, and Kalagoski came in last night, played a great game against Calgary, so they got depth there, Brodine is going to be coming back, and he's the best defensive defenseman on that team, so the way the goaltending's playing, the way the defense has improved, and. Overall the scoring's just gotta come up. I started to do it last night, but I, I like their balance much better than it was before. So I think they've got a an opportunity here to give the fans of Minnesota a lot of excitement in the playoffs.
0: You heard it here. First guys, Lou nanny says first round victory, at least for your Minnesota wild. Uh, but I agree, Lou, I think Klingberg, we're going to get Dallas Klingberg, not Anaheim ducks Klingberg. That's my hope and prediction. That'll be successful. Well, again, Lou, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We look forward to watching you at the state tournament. We'll be sure to swing by say hello. Uh, but we appreciate you and all you do for the state of hockey.
1: Well, thanks. Nice to talk to you guys.
0: All right. We're going to take one more quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Lou again, who called me at eight this morning and said, Hey, are you ready to go now? And as I lied in bed, which was very late for me to be lying in bed, I recognize, but that's something I don't get to do often. I was like, yes, of course I'm ready to go right now. Lou nanny uh, rolled out of bed called Kirsten. Luckily she was also up and we went and hit record, but he was, it was legend. 7
2: 55 AM. I was. had woken up five minutes before I got that 7:55 55 AM text. <laughs>
0: I was like, I can't, you can't tell Lou. No, it it wasn't a text, it was a phone call that he made to me as
2: well. So it was even more like, I got busy. It's Lou's world, and we're living in it as far as I'm
0: concerned. Exactly. I would do it all. I would always say yes anytime, Lou. He is just uh, a man of the people, a man of the state of hockey. So very honored to have him on the podcast. Back again on the podcast, he was one of our early, early guests. Go check that one out right before COVID hit. We had a Lunanny. So, So uh, as we wrap up this week's episode our up for debate question, obviously very trade deadline centric because we always release those every single Wednesday. Uh, we said, which player would you move? Would it be Sam Steele? Would it be Jordan Greenway? Would it be Matt Dumba? Obviously the Minnesota wild went ahead and removed Jordan Greenway from their lineup. He is now with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, uh, I think Jordan, you know, we, we won't dive too heavy on it again because it's kind of old news by this point, but I will say once again, Jordan Greenway, I think is going to hopefully do better in Buffalo than here. And I know in our first segment, we said, well, it's because of opportunity. I don't think it's that. I think it's that Don Granado, who knows Jordan Greenway fairly well. I think he is going to be able to get a little bit more. And by a little bit more, I'm saying if you can get even 15% out of Jordan Greenway there, that's more than what he's given here this year.
2: I would agree with that. And I mean, yeah, you mentioned that NTDP connection. Um, I feel like that'll bring something out of his game. With him from just trying to analyze it from the outside, it's hard to say. I don't know why it wasn't necessarily working. In Minnesota. I think there was a lot of different factors that you've even brought up, Jesse, just even off the ice things being, mm-hmm. you know, not always the most lackadaisical. R- lackadaisical. That was your word. I yeah. love that word. Um, <laughs> yes, about like meetings or like practices. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I don't know what kind of the full situation here, but I just have an inkling that Buffalo will be better for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll find out if they're not, then they'll figure out what to do with them,
2: too. No longer Minnesota's problem. Sadly. But like the end of an era, honestly.
0: Yeah, he spent his No more grief career. line.
2: Rip to the grief line. Um, potentially, selfishly, I want to see more of the beef line just because it's fun.
0: It's just <laughs> fun. You know, you had the grief line, but you also had the Greek line. Do you remember that one? <laughs> with Luke Cunning
2: that's a throwback
0: right so he's always been at the forefront of these lines that people expected a lot out of uh yeah r.i.p i'm sure Jules eric senec and marcus felino are going to miss their their buddy and uh, all the best to Jordan renew a great human being i want to remind i like all these people but yeah when you suck you suck i apologize i actually have had these epiphanies lately as we're posting things on social media i'm like oh no so and so might have seen that like our boy, Marcus Foligno, looks at all of our social
2: media and every time I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't take offense. Still love you, Marcus, but... That's why before I say anything, I always go, respectfully. Like, respectfully. Respectfully. But respectfully, I'm going greenway, to was disrespect you. Huh?
0: Respectfully, I'm going to disrespect you.
2: Yeah, but at least you know that, like, I mean it well. <laughs> <laughs> I said with all due respect. <laughs> like, I didn't want to disrespect you, but you didn't really give me a choice. So I'm putting it the best that I can
0: respectfully S- you suck and you know it uh so just turning into me spitting out movie quotes if you guys know what those movie quotes are drop them in the comments below that's gonna do it for this week's episode a little bit shorter but fairly sweet uh again you will be seeing plenty of kirsten and myself probably producer fred as well out at the let's play hockey expo at river center Friday and Saturday. I keep wanting to say Thursday. We won't be there Thursday. The expo is not going on on Thursday. We might be there checking out games. I don't know. We'll see. But we will not be at the expo Thursday. We'll be there Friday and Saturday. Another reminder: Grain Belt, one of our favorite sponsors, presents Butte's Live Tuesday, March twenty-first at Park Place in Saint Paul Park, uh, a nice little sports bar. We'll be doing our first live game watch: the Minnesota Wild at the New Jersey Devils that night. So while we're rolling through. Places to catch us. That would be another one if you're not able to make it out this weekend to St. Paul. We're still sticking around the east side of the Twin Cities. Uh, shout out to Talk North, where you can listen to us each and every week on their network. Also to Royal Credit Union, less fees, more freeze, so to stick where you can purchase all your gear. I'm working with Landon. We're trying to get another release of all of the Buttes gear that seemingly you all forgot to purchase the first time around. And then you saw. How absolute fire Kirsten and I looked in that gear, and you were like, "Now I need it." I get it. I get it. So we have checked in with Soda Stick. I will let you guys know what the deets are on a new opening for some hoodies, hats, and t-shirts coming out. We will have some giveaway t-shirts at each of our live events this year from Soda Stick. So be sure to come check those out. Again, SodaStick.com. on Beauties, fifteen percent off all your purchases, not just Butte stuff, whatever you want. Use the code on Beauties for fifteen percent off. And finally. Jim Beam cheers to you cheers to me cheers to no Sunday scaries Kirsten uh it's gonna be a fantastic week and just an early heads up I'm super excited for next week's Bardown Beauty's guest not that
2: Lou wasn't great but
0: you guys are really gonna like it
2: yes I was thinking of you know I'm just not gonna say anything because I'm not gonna let anything leak no leaks it's confidential I almost it's leaked gonna... it yesterday
0: just once as soon as I heard but we'll wait and oh yeah
2: just part. out of excitement because it's exciting what also, do you think it what... is mm, no thank you drum roll <laughs>
0: no <you're... laughs>
2: um also I just want to say Morgan Wallen is a fan of Jim Beam as well making a reference in one of his new songs off his brand new album so Morgan Wallen drinks Jim Beam all of you should too a great album as well i've been listening to it all weekend all right guys
0: that's gonna do it you have a great rest of your week we'll see you at the expo go zephs whoop whoop
2: have a good one bye